Hi, it's Bridget Todd, host of There Are No Girls on the Internet. Listen, technology has made our lives easier in some ways, but it's also made us homebodies, scrolling mindlessly. Well, you get the point. Let Rails to Trails Conservancy unstick you from home. When you get out on a trail and get to walking, you'll feel so good. Trust me. You'll see that being out on the trail is so much more than a day outside. It's good for your soul. Get ideas for getting outside on the trail from Rails to Trails Conservancy, the nation's largest trails, walking, and biking advocacy organization. Visit railstotrails.org slash iHeart and on social media at Rails to Trails. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate girl bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. When the world is a disaster, people want nostalgia, even if it's a false nostalgia. And this nostalgia for a quote-unquote better time when women were quote-unquote traditional is really obscenely misplaced. There Are No Girls on the Internet is a production of iHeartRadio and Unbossed Creative. I'm Bridget Todd, and this is There Are No Girls on the Internet. If you're a woman, listen up, because I need to tell you something kind of important. It turns out we have all been tricked. Oh yes, feminism was a lie and it was just a scam to get us working outside of the home so we could provide more taxable income to the government. It turns out that we were much better off back in the 50s as traditional housewives. Think about it. We didn't have to work outside of the home and we could spend all of our time raising our kids and running a household. And we were so much happier back then too. You know, back when we as women couldn't own property, couldn't vote, couldn't take out a credit card. Oh, and it was also legal for our spouses to rape us. So if you spend any time at all on TikTok, you're probably seeing an influx of this kind of content, which is commonly called trad wife content, short for traditional wife, that posits that women weren't just happier, but also we were more empowered when we stayed at home and embraced more traditional gendered roles in the household. And I believe that this is not a coincidence. Against the backdrop of some pretty scary and heavy political and social happenings, things like economic instability, impending climate crisis, which always disproportionately harms women more, 
the gutting of Roe versus Wade, and the loss of the right to control our own bodies, I think content like this does two things. One, it responds to and exploits the understandable fear and anxiety that a lot of women are feeling, particularly in the absence of any kind of a meaningful institutional support. And I also think it's kind of meant to soothe us in a way. You know, don't be too angry, ladies. You are much better off without rights anyway. But all of this content is just a depiction of a fantasy life that never even really existed. And it's yet another way that social media is trying to sell women on a dangerous lie. I'm Joe Piazza, and I'm an author, journalist, and podcaster, most recently the host of the podcast called Under the Influence. On Joe's great podcast, Under the Influence, she chronicles how the business and culture of influencing social media and the internet has impacted women. And right now, a lot of what she's seeing includes trad wife content. So your podcast is amazing. And that was one of the reasons why I was so excited to talk to you today, because, you know, I've been scrolling social media a lot lately, and I can't seem to get away from this, like, I guess, trad wife content, this content made by women that is sort of giving us this idea that being a traditional stay-at-home wife and mother is the path to power and happiness for women. Have you seen this content on your feed? Yeah, I, not only have I seen this content on my feed, but it has been dominating my feed for some reason. I don't, I, maybe sometimes I'm like, Instagram knows I'm pregnant and wants to force me to stay home in the kitchen barefoot and pregnant forever. <laughs> and it thinks you'd be happier if that's how you lived your life. And they think I'd be happier. And you know, so my gut reaction to this is, and it's the same as it is with most things. If you want to stay home and be a quote unquote traditional wife and, you know, take on all of the trappings of domesticity that were popularized by mass media in the 1950s, and this is what you really want, fucking awesome. You do it. You do you. And my feminism is mostly centered on women choosing what makes them happy. I do not necessarily think that that, this is the path to empowerment for the majority of women, but I I do think that this is becoming so popular. And we know that Instagram surfaces things that they think will soothe people's addled brains as they make them more addled because the world is kind of a disaster right now. And when the world is a disaster, people want nostalgia, even if it's a false nostalgia. And this nostalgia for a quote unquote better time when women were quote unquote traditional is really obscenely misplaced. Yeah, it almost seems like it is painting a fantasy portrait of a time that did not exist because, you know, even for white women back in the day, I'm not necessarily quick to say that they were, were so happy, you know, it was like legal for your spouse to rape you. You couldn't own property. You couldn't, you know, take like have your own money. Like, I don't. You couldn't have a credit. You couldn't have a credit card. Right. And yeah. So I mean, it's most. It's, let's be honest. It's mostly can't having a credit. It's mostly not having a credit card and rape, marital rape. Right. So. And so I, I think it like it harkens back in a way that that paints these times as like really rosy and and yeah, it's a, it's like a fantasy world that never even existed even during that time. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And not to mention the fact that it absolutely 100% never even existed in media for Black women and women of lower economic statuses and immigrant women. So 
yeah, it's a completely, completely false nostalgia. And I, I think you hit on something interesting, which is that these TikToks, especially that I see, that really seem to be trying to convince women that we've been lied to into thinking that having a job and, you know, working outside of the home is empowering. It really, for, for that narrative to work, you basically have to ignore non-white women. You have to basically say, like, I'm a white woman talking to other white women in a world mm -hmm. where people who are not white, if 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 they exist, we're not speaking to them. We're not thinking about their experiences. We're not interrogating that at all. No, no, exactly. The whole idea of a happy woman who enjoyed an idyllic life in the home, tending to her family while her husband did the wage earning labor is just kind of a fantasy. Obviously, it certainly did not exist for non-white women. And it kind of didn't even really ever exist for white women either. Or not the way we've been led to believe anyway. In fact, Joe says the entire happy housewife thing was a creation presented by a few specific pieces of mass media that made its way into the culture and just kind of stuck. I mean, the whole trad wife aesthetic really does come from a very narrow sliver of 1950s sitcoms. And we're talking June Cleaver, we're talking Daddy, Father Knows Best, Daddy Knows Best. I mean, we're the shows we saw in Nick at Night as kids, really. And it was mass media telling us that this is what the world looked like. When it didn't look like that for the majority of white women, it never looked like that for Black women, women of a lower economic status, immigrant women. And I think... Look, we're desperate. We are desperate to cling to something because the world isn't working right now. I don't think that the concept of women working outside the home, I, I think work has failed all of us, not just women. Work has failed to empower us as a human race right now. And so there is this small set of people saying, well, what if you didn't have to work? Look at these women who didn't have to work. These like three women who didn't have to work in 1954. Don't they look so happy in their gingham dresses with their beach waves that they never could have really gotten in 1954. They do that shit with the Dyson hand wand. <laughs> yeah, I love your point that we're, even if you're thinking about mass media from the 50s, the trad wife stuff from, that was shown there, it's only a small like, like subsection of shows. Like Lucille Ball, even she wanted to be on the show in, in or be in, in Ricky, in um, Desi's show <laughs> back in the day. Yeah. So like they're not even yeah. demonstrating that, like, it was a, a dominant, you know, a dominant culture. Never. Lucy wanted to work. Lucy was messy. <laughs> Lucy was, I mean, I love Lucy. I just said I love Lucy. <laughs> um, because she was delightfully fucked up in so many ways. And she kind of bucked the trend of the trad wife that was on TV in so many ways. You don't see that if you just, like, you know, glance at one episode of the show, but she really did. And Lucille Ball in real life was a goddamn baller. She owned her brand. She owned her shit. She owned her show. So I, that she she was not a trad wife in any way, shape, or form. But the just the fact that we keep getting served this on Instagram, and this is not what I want to be seeing right now. I want to be seeing more nap dresses and caftans. And frankly, I'm just in the mood for some fucking calf memes. I don't want to see a travel. Let's take a quick break. Hi, it's Bridget Todd, host of There Are No Girls on the Internet. Listen, technology has made our lives easier in some ways, but it's also made us homebodies. 
scrolling mindlessly. Well, you get the point. Let Rails to Trails Conservancy unstick you from home. When you get out on a trail and get to walking, you'll feel so good. Trust me. You'll see that being out on the trail is so much more than a day outside. It's good for your soul. Get ideas for getting outside on the trail from Rails to Trails Conservancy, the nation's largest trails, walking, and biking advocacy organization. Visit railstotrails.org slash iHeart and on social media at Rails to Trails. So in 2024, one of my goals is to finally get serious about my finances. It's been kind of a big emotional thing for me. Thinking about money historically has caused me a lot of anxiety and stress because I have a lot of trauma related to money. And if you can relate, if that sounds like you, check out Fearless Finance. Fearless Finance provides on-demand, comprehensive financial planning by the hour. It's a new way to get financial advice without all the headaches, high fees, and commitments that come with traditional financial advisors. Fearless Finance planners don't sell anything. No used car salesman vibe here. And that means no concerns about being sold something just for the commission that it earns a rep. Their planners meet you where you are on your financial journey. No judgment, whether you're looking to buy a house, optimize your savings, or just want to make sure your finances are okay. They can answer your questions and help you achieve your goals. No question is too small. No problem is too big. Fearless Finance is making financial advice more affordable and accessible. You meet with your planner virtually, and they charge by the hour. Visit fearlessfinance.com today to get started. You can chat with a planner for free to make sure it's a good fit. And you'll get $50 off your first planning meeting when you use code GIRLS. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. And we're back. To be clear, there is absolutely nothing wrong with not working outside of the home or finding enjoyment in the domestic. But what can be scary are the ways that trad wife content can present a palatable pipeline for women to be led into extremist ideology. Yeah, and I think that you, you make a good point about the way that it's it's definitely being like surfaced right now uh, for whatever reason. And I think that's what I think can be kind of almost harmful, right? Like mm-hmm. trad wife stuff for me is like a little annoying, a little, I find it a little bit smug, but I know that a lot of that content can really be a pipeline into like more extremist thinking. You know, if you are saying like, oh, well, the world was much better in the 50s and the 40s when, you know, people of color, quote, knew their place and women knew their place. It's like a hop, skip and a jump away from some pretty nasty extremist, you know, ideology. I wouldn't even say it's a hop, skip and a jump. That's giving it too much credit. That's saying that it it, it would take us three steps to get there. I mean, I think that we're, we're, we're kind of just teetering on the edge of, of, the, of this dangerous territory. It also, it's also for me very dangerous because it pits 
two groups of women against each other. It pits the woman who does stay at home for whatever reason to take care of her children, to take care of her home, because she fucking has to, because there's no goddamn childcare in this country, against the woman who either chooses to work because she wants to, works because she has to. And it's setting up this dichotomy that says, oh, like this life is better than this life. Or this woman is so different from you that you are at odds with her when at the end of the day, we're all doing labor, raising children is labor, making meals, cleaning the house. It's labor. Like neither of these things is necessarily better than the other one. Yeah. That's actually my biggest, other than the like extremist ideology, that's one of my biggest problems with this kind of trad wife content is that it really, I think a lot of times hinges on this aspect of comparison and that's part of it that I don't like. I think there's like a smugness to it that's like, I figured something out that other women are too stupid or too shallow to see. And I just feel like if people, like I think people should do whatever makes them happy, whatever they can afford to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I also think there's a kind of, in some of the content, there's a kind of persecution complex, like, oh, I don't want to be on Tinder or in the office or away from my child or having my children in public school. And I'm demonized for it. And I think in 2022, I I don't, this is, this is my opinion. I don't necessarily see a lot of people demonizing women who stay, who who aren't working outside of the home. I think that like, frankly, if, if, in my opinion, if you can, if you figured it out how to make that work for you, like I'm jealous, if anything, like, I think that's great. God bless you. Yeah. God bless you. And I think, yeah, I think you're right. It sets up this dichotomy of two different groups of women where one is better than the other, or one's choices are better than the other or more real than the other. And I just think it's not really a binary. Plenty of people, especially parents, will work, will leave the workforce, come back to the workforce. It's not this binary thing where if you are able and enjoy not working outside of the home, that is like a, a that, that innately makes you better. I just think it like, it, it, it negates the reality of just like being a person who has to make choices that are right for, right for their lives. Totally, totally, absolutely. And also a lot of the trad wife content, much like most of the content on Instagram is a glossified version of reality. And it's also a lie. You know, a lot of these traditional wives claim that this trad wife lifestyle is about paying homage to a slower, more intentional lifestyle. There's nothing slow about being at home with two toddlers. <laughs> Are you kidding? Like, give me my work day any day where I'm like dr- sitting at my computer and drinking coffee rather than getting up every two minutes to be like, I need strawberries. This water doesn't have enough ice. Uh, there's something weird in between my toes. What the fuck? That is not slow and intentional. That is being, I say this all the time. I love my kids. Like I really, really like them. I like being a mom. And I also don't really want to be alone one-on-one with them for longer than three hours at a time. <laughs> I don't, I'm not, I think I'm exhausted. I need a break. And I just, for me, striking a balance between doing meaningful work and caring for, I also don't want to come home at night and have them already in bed. Right. So meaningful work with caregiving. I mean, that's the goddamn sweet spot for me. And I think everyone has to find their own sweet spot. Yeah. I, I think you're right. And I think, you know, that's for, at least for me, like that's what feminism is about. Like people, like women being able to make the best choices for them and that being okay. And I think, you know, 
every time I see one of those TikToks, it's like, I live a slow life. Part of me wants to be like, what part of a slow life involves setting up a tripod? You know what I mean? Like if I'm living a slow life, I'm not like a lot, a lot of the TikToks that I see on that are like probably involve an incredible amount of like work to put together. And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, it doesn't look so mm -hmm. slow and soft to me. It actually looks like a lot of work went into this on top of being around your kids, which we know is exhausting and draining. Awful. I mean, it's just, let's be honest. A lot of it is awful. Um, yeah. Those beach waves, that wasn't slow. It took a lot of work. Those eyelashes, you're all wearing, you all got fake eyelashes on. There's nothing slow and intentional. Well, actually it's intentional. There's nothing slow about putting on fake eyelashes. Oh no, it's incredibly time consuming. And like, yeah. I, and I think like that's, I don't know. Part of me wonders if like, there's just something about this content that is tailor made for social media in that it invites comparison and it, 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 it can, it is an easy way to sort of polish up a lie, you know, that like you're living a slow life. You're so centered and in touch with your kids and yada, yada, yada. But in fact, it, it can be none of that, but you're presenting this very pretty package to women and moms. A lot of whom are frankly, at their limit. They've been doing remote learning. They've been through this pandemic. We've gone through like tampon shortages and baby formula shortages and no, no meaningful institutional support or help. Selling, continuing to sell moms this polished up lie is almost kind of cruel to me. It is cruel. It's absolutely cruel. Uh, because, And I think it's just, it's a very patriarchal view of the work of motherhood, of, of saying, oh, look at these beautiful pictures of these beautiful houses. This is so easy. This is a slower life. No, that is work. That is so much labor. And, you know, I've, I've dabbled in the domestic arts at times. And that's, that, frankly, that's harder work for me than having a dozen meetings in a day, trying to make a zucchini bread, okay? Like, it's just like, I'm not good at that. It's not innate to me. That's not to say someone someone else doesn't wildly enjoy it. And I do think that we have sidelined, we've sidelined work in the home, right? And the big, the big, my biggest issue is always that we just don't call things done in the home work, but neither do the trad wives. They're, they're blowing off that work. They're saying this is a slower and easier lifestyle and not recognizing that everything that a woman does in the home is actual work. Yeah, I think that's a good point that like, if you are a mom or a parent who is engaging in the pretty exhausting work of raising little humans, to have someone go on social media and be like, actually, this isn't labor, this isn't work, this is just something mm -hmm. that you know you shouldn't that you should always enjoy, that should come naturally to you as a woman, that should just be really pleasing and nice and happy and gentle and slow. I think a lot of parents, the work of raising a child does not feel happy or slow or mm. or any of that. And I don't know, it's just another way to lie to women about the work that we're all doing, that we are doing and, and sort of this burden that we all have to, sh that we're all shouldering and telling us that we should enjoy it all the time. It just is like another added way that we're just not supported. No, it's really, it really is. It's another way of putting it down and putting down the labor that we put into a life to make a life, to raise human. I think, I think that raising human beings is one of the hardest things that I do in this portfolio of many things that I do in our economically precarious society. But it also, it's just, it remains undervalued in the traditional wives movement. While they claim that they're elevating it, are continuing to undervalue it by saying this is an easier way of life. Oh, that's so true. I really want to see like the 70s, 80s era completely checked out mom who has not seen her kids all day. And when they come home, she's like, oh, I hope you've been fed because I'm not yeah. making dinner. 
I want that mom to come back into vogue. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I the parenting book that I want to write, and then no one will let me write because cancel culture uh, is a parent like it's 1984, man. Put them in the be- way back of the car. Let's find some candy cigarettes, right? And just and plop them in front of the TV and give them all the sugary cereals because you know what? And smoke, I guess, smoke and drink in front of them too because that was my life. Um, even though if I had a cigarette now, I'd probably die. But sometimes I still think about it, about how like wonderful it would be. Um, and I feel like I turned out fucking great. <laughs> and I was a latchkey kid whose parents chain smoked two packs of Cools a day in front of me. I don't even have asthma. <laughs> it's honestly so funny to see the different, like, I don't want to say trends, but waves of parenting. Because, yeah, I was parented like that. I was. I feel like I was the last generation of of kids whose parents were like, Go outside. I don't want to see you for several hours. And yeah, I, like, if you it. did that today, you'd be arrested. Well, it was funny. I have a story which will probably get me arrested, and I'm I don't care anymore. Um, just don't take my kids away, okay? Like, I'm a good mom. But it was pouring fucking rain yesterday at school pickup, and my husband hates using a car because we live in the city. And so, like, obviously, like, I drop my toddler off at her first day of preschool pick her up again in the pouring rain. I'm seven months pregnant, by the way. I'm huge. And I asked another parent that had a car there if they could drive me the four blocks home to drop me off. They're like, oh, I don't know if I have enough seats. And it was like a massive super. I'm like, we'll just pile onto the way back. It's fine. It's four blocks. They wouldn't do it. They're like, there's no seatbelts back there. And I was like, but it's the way back. It's okay. I'm like, we, you know, I mean, like, again, like, I'm not going to do it for like a three hour road trip with my kid, but like, we're just so afraid of everything anymore that I, and I think it's, it's created, and this is a whole other episode. It's creating fucked up kids. It's creating kids who don't know how to live in the goddamn world as the world is burning down around us. But that's, that's another podcast that no one will let me do. I had that same experience on a family trip recently where my sister-in-law, we were piled into a car and she was like, I'll just hold her on my lap. Carsey, we're we're going two blocks. It's fine. (laughs) Two blocks. blocks. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Again, like I think so many corners of the internet are dark and terrible for women. And the ones that are dark and the most dark and terrible are the ones that look the prettiest. Mm. That's such a, I mean, I think you're right because, you know, I'm not a parent, but I can imagine if you're a new mom, it's scary. And then you go to these social media places or spaces that are ostensibly supposed to be about support and helping you and they just make you feel that much more inadequate and alone and terrified terrible i would never want to be a new mom again and be and be scrolling the internet and looking at instagram i'm just happy that i'm an old mom at this point who is just going to let a third child fall out of my body and probably sleep in a cardboard box next to it but i just yeah i don't have time for it but like thinking if like I was so terrified about new motherhood, which all new moms are. And then they see these kinds of pictures and they're like, I'm failing. Well, women, we think we're failing every day. I wake up and feel like a failure, even though like rationally, I know that I shouldn't. I write good books. I make good podcasts, but like, I still feel like I'm failing every day. We don't need another person to tell us that we're failing. Especially not doing so under the guise of, I'm telling you this to help you. This is, this is just for your own good that you need to know this information about how much you're failing as a mom. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't, again, like women working in the home, raising children, doing domestic labor, good thing. Women that say that 
we women have failed by being in the workforce workforce fuck you <laughs> fuck you real hard more after a quick break hi it's bridget todd host of there are no girls on the internet listen technology has made our lives easier in some ways but it's also made us homebodies scrolling mindlessly well you get the point let Rails to Trails Conservancy unstick you from home. When you get out on a trail and get to walking, you'll feel so good. Trust me. You'll see that being out on the trail is so much more than a day outside. It's good for your soul. Get ideas for getting outside on the trail from Rails to Trails Conservancy, the nation's largest trails, walking, and biking advocacy organization. Visit railstotrails.org slash iHeart and on social media at Rails to Trails. So in 2024, one of my goals is to finally get serious about my finances. It's been kind of a big emotional thing for me. Thinking about money historically has caused me a lot of anxiety and stress because I have a lot of trauma related to money. And if you can relate, if that sounds like you, check out Fearless Finance. Fearless Finance provides on-demand comprehensive financial planning by the hour. It's a new way to get financial advice without all the headaches, high fees, and commitments that come with traditional financial advisors. Fearless finance planners don't sell anything. No used car salesman vibe here. And that means no concerns about being sold something just for the commission that it earns a rep. Their planners meet you where you are on your financial journey. No judgment. Whether you're looking to buy a house, optimize your savings, or just want to make sure your finances are okay, they can answer your questions and help you achieve your goals. No question is too small. No problem is too big. Fearless Finance is making financial advice more affordable and accessible. You meet with your planner virtually, and they charge by the hour. Visit fearlessfinance.com today to get started. You can chat with a planner for free to make sure it's a good fit. And you'll get $50 off your first planning meeting when you use code GIRLS. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girlbomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girlbomb is all about helping you elevate your self-care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girlbomb to get the job done right. Conair Girlbomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girlbomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional-grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girlbomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girlbomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Let's get right back into it. I do have one last quick question for you. So speaking of all things throwbacky and traditional, especially for women, I happen to know that you have a particular interest in a one Miss Laura Ingalls Wilder. If you don't know who that is, she was the writer of the series Little House on the Prairie, which became a TV show and was massively influential. Can you tell us about that interest and where it might take you next? What a badass bitch she was. Yes, I I love me some Laura Ingalls Wilder. I read all the books growing up, but I'm not as much of an obsessive as my dear friend, Glynis McNichol, who co-hosted Under the Influence with me. 
um, and who also married my husband and I in front of a sphinx seven years ago. Uh, I mean, she's like a freak about Laura Ingalls Wilder. And, but we're both obsessed with how this woman's real life stories of growing up on the prairie have become the like most read books, probably among the most read books in the entire world and also have shaped how we view the American West. And we are doing a new podcast called Wilder, which comes out in March, where we spent a, a good chunk of this summer traveling around the United States, going to the Laura Ingalls Wilder homesteads and revisiting what her legacy means to America what she got wrong. She didn't get everything right. She fucked up a lot of stuff. Like she really, there's a lot more that she could have included in those books about what was happening in black America at the time, what was happening with the indigenous people whose land that her family was constantly moving on to. That said, she was so ahead of her time in terms of being a wild child who just wanted to explore the world. And those story, the things we reported out um, while doing this podcast have been so fascinating. My favorite is that Laura is really huge with Japanese tourists. Uh-oh. Huge. She's huge in Japan. Who knew? And um, it's for a couple of reasons. One, Japanese schools often use the Little House books to teach English. Um, the darker side of that, um, many of the internment camps forced people to read the um, Laura Ingalls Wilder books here in America. And then the television show was wildly popular. So these little towns, these little very white rural towns where Laura's from get busloads of Japanese tourists visiting them every year. But to their, like the towns love it. And it has actually opened the town's eyes to different cultures that they never would have experienced were it not for Laura. And so, and that's just like one of the little tidbits that, that we loved while we were doing this. And yeah, that podcast is coming out in March. I'm also hoping to work on a podcast about Judy Bloom <gasps> and her, her, endure, her enduring legacy on our lives. Oh my God. Women. Please. I am obsessed with Judy Bloom. When I was a kid, the uh, book, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Are like, you there, it's God? like, it was, I, we like trade. I mean, this is, we used to trade it. Like when I was in like the fourth or fifth grade, it was, for, we thought it was like the most grown up, like, you know, book about our bodies and our, our, the way, you know, we would like, tr- like, like trade it to each other. Like, Ooh, have you read this? Mm-hmm. I know. I know that one. And then also Deanie and forever. I'm like, this is the dirtiest sex I've ever read about. Um, yeah. All right. Great. You're going to come on that show. Oh. I'm trying to get that green lit right now. So you're coming on it. I'm going to tell everyone that you're, you're I'm already, in, already I'm in, it. I cannot wait. Right. Joe, thank you so much for being here. Where can folks keep up with all the cool work that you're doing? Unfortunately, the fucking Instagram <laughs> at Joe Piazza, at Joe Piazza author. Like I spend all of my days trashing Instagram and saying how much I hate it. And then I'm like, this isn't really the easiest place to find me. So thank you, Instagram. At Joe Piazza author is the easiest place. And I'm gonna have this baby in like two months. So I'm gonna I'm either gonna go dark or I'm gonna become a traditional one. <laughs> Well, everyone will have to check in on your Instagram to see which way it goes. Which way it goes. Awesome. If you're looking for ways to support the show, check out our merch store at tangodi.com slash store. Got a story about an interesting thing in tech or just want to say hi? You can reach us at hello at tangodi.com. You can also find transcripts for today's episode at tangodi.com. There Are No Girls on the Internet was created by me, Bridget Todd. 
It's a production of iHeartRadio and Unboss Creative. Edited by Joey Pat. Jonathan Strickland is our executive producer. Tari Harrison is our producer and sound engineer. Michael Amato is our contributing producer. I'm your host, Bridget Todd. If you want to help us grow, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, it's Bridget Todd, host of There Are No Girls on the Internet. Listen, technology has made our lives easier in some ways, but it's also made us homebodies, scrolling mindlessly. Well, you get the point. Let Rails to Trails Conservancy unstick you from home. When you get out on a trail and get to walking, you'll feel so good. Trust me. You'll see that being out on the trail is so much more than a day outside. It's good for your soul. Get ideas for getting outside on the trail from Rails to Trails Conservancy, the nation's largest trails, walking, and biking advocacy organization. Visit railstotrails.org slash iHeart and on social media at Rails to Trails. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and you can't get a hold of anyone. If only you had a Discover card. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right, a real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discovery.com slash credit card.